Are you ready to experience something extraordinary? Cultural gems in Croatia, ancient temples in Asia, art in Italy. We'll take care of everything. Flights, accommodation, excursions, local guides and all that planning. Travel department, let's see more. Know Your Rights, Know Your Options, a short podcast series with Senior Times. Money troubles come in many shapes and sizes, and when they do, it's vital to get the right advice and help if possible. But who do you turn to? Who can you trust? Well, the Money Advice and Budgeting Service, aka MABS, have been answering that question for over 30 years now. And with me, today is Gwen Harris, who is Regional Manager for Dublin with MABS. Gwen, welcome. And despite those 30 years, it seems to me not everybody is aware of MABS and what it does or what they do. So perhaps you could start by, as it were, reading the label um, and telling us what it says on the tin. Sure. And uh, our label is is quite broad in a way, you know, so MAB stands for, as you said, the money advice and budgeting service. And we are the we're state funded um, organization that works with people who are currently experiencing financial difficulty or people who feel that they might experience financial difficulty. And we have a broad remit. We we meet with people face to face. We meet with people one to one. But we also have a, an education remit, a money management education, uh, uh, like responsibility. Um, and that ranges from working in schools to help to teach children how to budget and what is a budget, um, all the way to working with adult groups uh, in our community, maybe talking through budgeting as well. Now, just what occurred to me while you were saying that um, was, um, and I wouldn't want to um, uh, belittle either side of what they do, but that makes you sound a bit like the Samaritans for money problems. I mean, do Um, you deal with people, do you tend to be dealing with people in crisis? Yes, and I think that would be probably more what people think we do is we deal with the crisis every day, and that may be the that's all we deal with. And, and sometimes I do think that perhaps people feel, oh, my, my arrears or my debt isn't bad enough for me to go to MABS yet. But actually, the ideal situation is that we might deal with somebody before a crisis, uh, you know, to help prevent a crisis and steer them in the right direction or support them in a rebudgeting or getting a new arrangement. But you're right. Uh, quite a lot of the time um, we deal with the, the crisis. And this is because still financial difficulty, money, it's all very private. It's all very uh, cloak and dagger in a way. Like we're not very open with our money. It's, it's by research, not by our opinion, but research shows us that people who are in debt are embarrassed. They're ashamed. They feel guilty. They isolate themselves. They don't want to talk to anybody to explain what's going on. And that's why sometimes we get to meet people at the crisis point, because they didn't know to reach out or didn't have the courage to reach out before. It seems to me that, um, to use that word shame, uh, shame is such an incredibly pernicious uh, emotion. 
and it must be one of the biggest barriers people have to seeking help. Absolutely. It, it is, um, as I said, now this is not a MAB's opinion whatsoever, but the research, international research will show that people feel ashamed. They feel, they look at the next door neighbour, they compare themselves, they say, oh, they're not struggling like me. So then I now feel more ashamed. Um, if I had a magic wand, Connor, it would be that people would not feel shame. Um, that there would be no walk of shame to Mabs, that there would be a stride of pride, if you want, to want to get the better value for your money, to want to control your money more. Yeah, and so uh, and by that token, it would be it would help enormously for people like you, I, I guess, if as uh, individuals we 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 felt we, we felt more um, able to say to to friends or even even to ourselves actually, um, you know. Why not talk to Mabs? You know, you've got a problem there. Talk to Mabs instead of it sounding as though you were seeking, um, you know, absolute last resort help for, you know, something, as we say, you, you feel ashamed of. Sure. And and um, I, just while you're saying that there, I might talk about how you might talk to us. So uh, you if if you just wanted to do some things yourself and if you're good online and you wanted to have a look, we have a website and on the website, there's some tips, there's some tools, there's. Um, there's also the contact information for every office in the country. We have 60 locations around Ireland. We also have a national helpline, and I'll talk about that in a second. But let's just say you didn't want to necessarily engage with MABS yet, or it might not be ready, or you might think we're for you, or you wanted to get some uh, tips and tools on budgeting for the grandkids or for your kids or for yourself. Hop onto our website if you're, if you're comfortable online. If online isn't your thing, you could ring our national helpline. Um, I'll pop the number in now and we'll, we might put it up afterwards under the, the podcast as well. And that's 0818072000. And the helpline is, uh, we're open Monday to Friday, 9am to 8pm, a little longer than our offices are. So we'll kind of work around people's jobs and kids and give them time to have a private conversation. And then we have, as I mentioned, 60 offices located around Ireland. So if you didn't want to pick up the phone or you don't have a phone, you could pop into an office and, and just see, can we be of help? So there's a lot of different ways that we can um, support people. We can support them, as I said, through the website with tips and tools um, all the way to working with somebody uh, maybe advocating for you to your creditor which advocating is just a, a big fancy word of us representing or telling your story to your creditor as to what's going on for you and maybe why you're in arrears at the moment if you are now that's and that brings up an interesting point in my mind which is that you're not just giving advice there is a slightly more hands-on element to what you do by the sounds of what you've just said Yes, so the the advocacy work and the representation work might be the biggest part of our work, actually. It is the biggest part where we help you to tell your story to your creditor. And, and it's it's just your story. It's what's happening, what's going on, um, maybe explaining your budget. Maybe there was a change in circumstance that could be from a, a positive thing for anybody having a baby you know your your financial situation changes maybe childcare, less income uh, maybe explain and helping you explain that and then um, it could be something else like losing a job or a bereavement and a separation there's many things that happen in our lives that changes our financial situation um, retirement another one redundancy you know there's there's so many things that are 
most often outside of our control, the, the changes that, that happen in our budgets. So our role there would be to work with somebody in confidence and only tell their creditors the story that they, we, we have permission to tell. You know, so that if you come in to me and you're, you're telling me all the things that's happening in your life, I will only agree with you what we're going to tell in relation to your financial situation. Which sounds quite like um, the client-solicitor uh, relationship in, in a way, in as much as you're, you're always on your client's side, you only tell what the client wants you to tell, and you know, so, so there's no question. There's no question of you acting as, as a, 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 in a way, an impartial intermediary. You're on the side of the person who's who you're representing. Is that right? Uh, it is, and slightly isn't at the same time. And I'll explain why. So we have a, a few, uh, as you say, what's on the tin, right? A few explanatory words that that that, that would help us um, kind of show more insight into math. So one, we're free, completely free. There is no charges for using our service at all. Um, the, the second and really important one for us is the confidentiality piece. And that's where I'm talking with you and, and you know, my only time that I might have to tell somebody w without your permission is if, if, you're, if you're a danger to yourself. You know, that, that, you know, that piece, like if, if I feel you're in danger, I might have to, to look at, to talk to somebody. But then the other piece is the non-judgmental. Now, this is really important as we talk about that shame and guilt that comes with being in debt. Our, we might have to ask you questions to see, OK, how, how, how have you come to us today? What's happening for you? And our questions are really to help us understand what has brought you here today, which sometimes then helps us put a plan in place with you to go forward. So then if we're talking to your creditor, we are client-centered so we're making sure that your rights and entitlements are upheld that all uh, protections and and so on are afforded to you while remaining impartial <laughs> and that's the slight balance we we're, we're completely focused on rights and entitlements and protections but we're impartial in the sense that we are uh, the mediator in a way just helping to tell your story and that kind of impartial piece does allow us to tell it in a factual way that helps determine the story a little more for the creditor, helps explain it more, and then gives a, uh, an appropriate insight into your situation. Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Are you interested in trying a new smartphone but still a little unsure? Do you want a phone that offers larger icons with louder sound and an interface that has technology designed for seniors? Well, why not choose from the Doro range by simply visiting doro.ie. Doro, make friends with innovation. Why don't we talk cases, uh, Gwen? Sure. Um, give us an example of, and bearing in mind that... Uh, in this podcast, we're primarily talking to people over 50, possibly uh, you know, over 60, you know, heading either in retirement or heading towards retirement. What would be a reasonably typical example of, of, uh, of the problems that someone might come to you with? Sure. So um, with the, with 
so we would have kind of, and first of all i just say uh, this is very general. It's 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 just a general to give a picture rather than saying this is the ultimate of what happened. So, um, generally, with people uh, maybe over fifty, would be um, in say in the last two years, the impact on people over fifty was a lot, and particularly older people maybe with no debt, no mortgage, was the utility, the cost of the utility, the inflation piece, uh, the increased costs of utility. Now utilities, I mean light and heat, you know, the, the increased cost there. Our incomes and our salaries didn't increase to the same level or percentage increase. So that obviously puts a strain on people. So that would have been, and it's not just to the over 50s, that was universal in Ireland in the last couple of years, that would have been a really big impact for people. People who are just balancing the budget, the utility costs go up, that's a, a, big, a big impact on the balanced budget. The other thing then that we were seeing was an increased um, supports sought for people with mortgages with the mortgage interest rate increases in the last two years as well. And where this traditionally for Mavs, if we think back when 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 I got my mortgage, it was a you get it in your 20s and you got it for 25 years at the time, or maybe 30 if you were lucky. Um, however, we do have longer terms on our mortgages now. Some mortgages are going 45 years and some mortgages are going to people's retirement age of 65 or beyond 65. So we have seen um, maybe an older cohort of people looking for support around mortgages as well. In, in probably the last maybe five, six years, we would have had a, an increase in, in that regard. But a, a, one other thing that we might see um, is where people have um, maybe been bereaved, maybe a partner has passed, and then it's that realignment of budgeting and um, sometimes maybe somebody in the household did the bills and if they passed, the, the person that's left then is, is not sure how to do bills. They've never really had to because traditionally, I suppose in Ireland anyway, we would have had uh, in some households separate duties. So we had the, one person took charge of the bills and the other person might have done the cooking and the shopping and the cleaning and, and that kind of sure, thing. Sure, because I mean, it, although, although we don't like to stereotype um, uh, people uh, by age, there is, there's, there's, there's no question that um, as you get older, things can get more intimidating, confusing. And as you say, um, it, it, it's partly a generational thing that, that roles tended to be a bit more divided and specific in previous generations. And yes, you can be left facing bills which you have never dealt with before. Yeah, and and it's it's still like it's it's not necessarily a generational thing, but it is sometimes more evident in in an older population that we'd see that. But we do see it in, in different ages as well. So and and that could be just like okay, I'll take this bit, you take that bit. We just share out the jobs of running a house together. But if we if we don't learn both sides of it ourselves, then if the other person is gone, if it was a separation or a bereavement, then you're now relearning new skills. Plus, of course, not all households run on joint accounts i mean uh, no. i think probably most of us who are married and have families uh, have a, a joint account which handles household costs but not everybody mm -hmm. does things that way so you can be left in a position where something which was entirely transparent to you because it was running out of your partner's account uh, your yeah. partner um, is is now deceased and you you simply don't know what to do you don't even know where 
the the the, sure. yeah, the the money is or you know how it works so yeah these things all can come into it absolutely and and there's there's like what where somebody is grieving as well is trying to struggle with trying to understand the mechanics of the the finances as well and it's it's a it's never an easy thing but certainly not at a time of grief you know there's never they're taking on new learnings is so difficult so we would see um as well, something else that we would see a bit of is, um, and I've experienced this with my own family, with my mum, when when, um, when we left, it was a big family feed one day, we were all leaving, it's down to, and, and readjusting the shopping to match the size of the house, you know, going from six, feeding six mouths to, you know, uh, quite suddenly feeding, or maybe not as sudden, but over time, you're, you're feeding then two people, or if you're bereaved, you're feeding one person and there are times when it's nearly oh sure I won't put on the dinner because I'll just have a sandwich and the soup because it's too expensive and there's no point in cooking for one and I think that's a really important thing or indeed heating the house for one yeah heating the house for one cooking for one they're all really big um cognitive pieces in our life or, or cooking and, and heating the house for two people or transitioning from being out at work all day to now being at home and you have your heating on more and you might be eating more. And, and it's those kind of um, cognitive changes or um, situational changes in our lives that, uh, and, and, and as I said, it could be no different to somebody uh, at the earlier part of life where they have a baby and now they have to readjust our budget. So a budget is not for life you know it's it's like a, like a like that phrase you know puppy's not for life a budget's not for life it's important that we redo it and yesterday was the end of january and i have just finished redoing my budget for the year i do it and i go painfully through everything i've spent i do a spending diary for the month and then i read it back to myself it's not not, not always a positive read i challenge myself on expenses but a budget is kind of a scary thing to people sometimes because we hear budget we hear the national budget of the the government announcing changes that's what we generally hear about budgets or you might think of a business but a budget is it's a story of the money that comes into my house and where it goes in my house and how it leaves my house and what I do with it and I'm the author of that story so I can read it like you know today I was looking at my budget and I'm thinking what part of this story am I going to change? Did I maybe have too many takeaway coffees? Do I want to change that and put that money into savings? Um, did I have a higher electricity bill this month because of the winter heating and so on? Um, and do I need to maybe take away some other spending that I might usually do to cover that cost? So it's really important that we watch it. We keep an eye on our budget, but the... If you're moving, if you say we're working and you're getting a monthly pay when you're working, which a lot of employers would do, and then you come up to retirement, you're going to move into a, a state pension of weekly amount. And that's a very strange thing then because you're used to the monthly amount coming in, you pay all your bills from the monthly amount, and then you budget for your, 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 your food and your, your weekly and daily expenses. Well, you're going the other way now. Well, you're going back into a weekly amount. And all the, this may seem trivial, uh, but maybe not if you've experienced it. But sometimes even, and I found this myself because I am old enough to be receiving a state pension, 
Uh, it can confuse you a little bit that uh, the pension is paid on, as you say, a weekly uh, basis, and there aren't always exactly four weeks in a month. And so no. the points at which your, your account rises and falls can actually shift. Over the course of a year, they do shift quite, quite considerably. So it's quite easy if you're living, as it were, as we used to say, hand to mouth, you know, you're, 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 you, it's money in, money out, and not, not much left at the end of the month. That can cause problems with bills. You get a, yeah. you get a direct debit maybe in for your heating, which could be a few hundred, few hundred euro, and that money's not there because your pension hasn't quite yet landed. And all these things, yeah. as you say, they're conceptual shifts. And it, I must say, actually, it, it, it adds a very different kind of um, image to what MABs do. It's not all just about numbers and about uh, you know, spreadsheeting uh, in, incomes and, and outgoings yeah. and so on. There are much more subjective uh, elements to what you do. So that yeah. makes me wonder what kind of people I'm talking to if I were talking to, to MABs. What kind of people am I talking to? Are you, uh, are you bookkeepers? Are you accountants, financial experts? Or are you more maybe like counsellors and, and maybe social workers? Um, well, we would provide a holistic service. In so, and just to explain that, that means that we, we don't just look, say, if you came to us and you, had a, you were in arrears, we don't look to just get the arrangement on that arrears. We look to see what happened for you to get to this where, you know, is it about understanding how to budget? Was there a change in your in your personal circumstances that, you know, you could have a new entitlement for, you could have a new state support that might be there for you. So we look to work on that. While we're doing that, we are working almost in a social care environment. We're not social workers. We're not accounting. You know, we're, we're kind of a hybrid between um, almost translating the financial to a personal story and a personal story to financial and helping and equipping people, hopefully equipping people with skills to be able to regain control of their financial situation. And, and it's, I suppose, the, the end thing that we will always work towards is um, financial well-being. And financial well-being, it, the, the most basic definition is about having the confidence in controlling your finances. It doesn't mean that you're going to necessarily have more money or more wealth or more assets. It just means that you know where your money is going and you have confidence to put up your hand and say, I think I'm going to be in trouble next month. Or having the confidence to challenge yourself like I'm doing at the moment with my budget and saying, hmm, how can I move those numbers? What do I need to change? And being honest with myself. And that's what, that's what a budget helps you do. A budget helps you read the story of your money. And I really do appreciate that some people will have such a limited income. They know where every single cent is going. And absolutely well done. But maybe reach out and just see, do you have some other entitlements is there other supports that might be there for you and um i know that you'll have my, our colleagues from the citizens information services on on another podcast who are going to talk about entitlements and so they will be absolutely a great resource um if somebody has a change in circumstances or just a change in national budget every year there's small changes in how people are entitled for to state supports and it's important that we check just every January, do a little check to say, is there anything now that I'm entitled to uh, in, in 2023, a new 80,000 people 
qualified for the fuel allowance that didn't qualify in 2022 because we changed the limits and the eligibility criteria. And it does seem to me, uh, Gwen, without wanting to put words in your mouth, uh, that one thing you can offer people which is which is priceless is reassurance. Um, because although not all problems have solutions and not all, certainly not all problems have easy solutions, probably I'm thinking um, most problems are not as bad as they can seem when, when all you do is, is stew on them you know, day after day, night after night, losing sleep over them. Um, I mean, I say it's part of, partly out of personal experience. Um, you know, financial problems can just erode your, they erode your confidence, they erode your energy. They, uh, and, and in some cases, let's be honest about this, even, even your, your will to carry on. And it seems to me that having, yeah. a, having somebody who knows what they're talking about, who knows what the options are, who may well be aware of sources of help that, that you're not aware of, they can provide reassurance, which is, which is almost as valuable as money. Do you know sometimes some of the the most um, the most insightful feedback that we might get from somebody is not that they they have an arrangement in place, but after the first contact, after the first phone call, that they feel they have a plan or they feel relieved that they might sleep because they've shared the problem, and that's the thing when we talk about um, people contacting us very often. It's not the first time that they've panicked. They're, they're, they're panicking for a while. Impact on sleep, impact on relationships, impact on your ability to go to work, which then is that circle of, you know, never ending circle. I, I'm, I'm sick from stress because of my money. I'm out of work. I'm reducing money. So um, the what our service, obviously, we could never say everybody who rings us, we're going to find a solution straight away. But we will look at other supports. If MABS is not for somebody, we will tell you who the person is. We will check in with you to make sure we have a lot of options um, and a support network, if you want, between MABS. And we don't talk to other in agencies about you, but we work together because we none of us work alone in this space. We work with Citizens Information Service. We work with Free Legal Aid, where all of us are working in this space where people are struggling financially so there's a lot of us in in that area so let's give people the contact details uh gwen uh, possibly the most sure. important thing we'll be doing uh, in this podcast uh where can people reach you so first if anybody is good on the internet if you just pop onto mabs.ie you can find the number for our helpline you can find the number and location of our 60 offices around ireland or if you wanted to pick up a phone, you like to hear a voice, you don't like to do the robot piece. Um, our MABS National Helpline is 0818 07 2000. Um, and again, if, if you don't remember that number, but you can see it, you could Google it. You'll see the MABS National Helpline number, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. You can um, mail MABS, the helpline at mabs.ie. Again, you'll find that detail on the website if you can. If you can't get access to the website um, and you, you can't remember all these numbers, just you, if you know there's a MABS office in your town, just maybe pop in. And to repeat, um, you might, sorry, sorry. No, I was just going to say, just to, just to give a, a, an expectation there. If you pop in, you might not be given an appointment today, but somebody will talk to you. They'll see what are your priorities. So when we meet you first, it's almost like the triage at an A&E. We want to know what's happening for you. What's an emergency? Are you going to be disconnected today? 
have you uh, a letter for legal action? We need to know what's happening. So that's why I'm saying, be expecting a few questions to help us get under the hood. And then if you're in an emergency, we try and deal with that as, you know, as quickly as we can. And otherwise then we, we give you an appointment. And again, to uh, not put words in your mouth, hopefully, um, I, it seems to me that there is no stage too early or too late to be calling Mabs. No, no, don't, don't. I, I, I would encourage anybody to not self-determine. If you don't even think, if you're not sure if Mabs is for you, just give us a call, pop us an email, pop into an office and just say, can you help me with this? No stage too early, absolutely. It's best to plan. Anybody who likes to plan and whose systems, the earlier the better. But that said, if you haven't had the courage to now and something has been lingering and it's, it's, you think, oh, I'm too far gone. No, absolutely. Give us a call. Gwen, thank you so much for sparing the time to talk to us. Thank you for having me. Now, if you'd like to talk to Mavs or just find out more about what they do, you can talk to them directly at the 50 Plus show, which is on at the Industries Hall in the RDS Dublin on March 14th and 15th. Mavs will be there along with over 80 other exhibitors and a full programme of talks, demonstrations and entertainment on what is always a great day out with a fun and informative atmosphere. You can also save yourself money by pre-registering for free admission at seniortimes.ie. That's seniortimes.ie. An will phone poke a newowet, an will knappy no fum nis orjoet, nis eskalehusaj, faker na phone in takatal gwin, on cho, egg daro, an phone klishte is dani, gidi gohan la hai glina, agus taskina, ta rod egen gogaktina, ta nismo olis egg daro.com.